Coming up today on the Locked On Hornets podcast, we speak about everything that Mitch Kupchak had to say, the GM just this past four years, and going to be the GM for the foreseeable future, in his words. We'll talk about that, plus his comments on LaMelo, what he needs to improve on. There's a lot to get to, so let's start right now on the Locked On Hornets podcast. You are Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In a minute, cause we live. We live. <laughs> it's locked on hornets we're part of the locked on podcast network it's your team every day today's episode is brought to you by bet online bet online as you covered this season with more props odds and lines than ever before bet online where the game starts thanks for making us your first listen we're free we're available wherever you get your podcast. That includes YouTube. I'm Walker Mail, been covering Charlotte sports for a while, different publications. Doug started this thing alongside David Walker, who joins us as he does every single Friday, allowing us to have a fun Friday. There's just so much content to get to. So we needed to bring Ooh. David Walker to help us break it all down as well. I also wanted to start off the show before we talk about Mitch Kupchak by telling you there is a way that you can make Doug dress like a grandma or maybe Whoa. a grandmama. Yeah. That's Ooh. right. If you like us on Facebook, we're on a Wait quest a to try to get. Yep, this is this is happening, Doug. We're on a quest for a thousand. I didn't approve this. No, you did. We're going to get I, I don't care if you did or not. We were doing this because you've signed me up for some BS on the show before without consulting with me <laughs> what are you talking whatsoever. About? That's true. So I, I am absolutely doing this to you right now. If you like us on Facebook, we're on a quest to get a thousand Facebook likes. And if we get there, Doug is going to dress like grandmama. He's going to put on the dress. Wow. He's going to put on the pearls. He's going to look just like Larry Johnson, except maybe not as athletic. <laughs> this is going to get what expensive. We're gonna aim for. Mm -hmm. That's what's happening. I don't care. Like, man, you have thrown me into the fire on some of those things. And this time it's the, it's it's only right that I reciprocate it. I was going to play it. Here we go. Oh, my goodness. Mm -hmm. That's right. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I, I feel you. Um, I mean, it's I mean, you said it. You said it on the air. You said it in front of our live audience on YouTube, by the way, YouTube.com forward slash locked on Hornets podcast. So fine, fine. Yeah. If you go if if everyone goes and likes us on Facebook and we get to a thousand likes, I think we're sitting at like two hundred right now. So we're probably I, you know, I'm gonna chat I'm gonna challenge people. Like I, we probably can't even do it. You probably can't even do it. So I'm not even worried about it. I'm not gonna have to dress like grandma. The reverse psychology. I like it. I'm hoping that it does happen. I'm hoping that Doug does dress like grandmama. I'm trying to fix my camera right now because I'm not in this tiny little box for Fun Friday. Now we're centered. Now we're ready to go. Now we're Let's ready to talk about it. Mitch Kupchak. All right, Doug. Got a lot of comments to get to. David, he spoke about LaMelo Ball. Let's get to, we have video of this, right? You have Ooh. gone above and beyond, not only bringing us sound bites, but you bought you brought us video clips to play because we are now also a visual medium here on Lockdown Hornets. You want to start with LaMelo? You want to do that first? Always. I feel like we haven't talked enough about LaMelo on this show, and I'm, I'm not even joking. Honestly, we've okay. been talking about a lot of different draft scenarios, but I think we need to refocus on, you know, the player that will take this team into the Eastern Conference Finals if they do indeed get there, and that's LaMelo Ball. And so in this first clip, Mitch Kupchak is asked about what LaMelo Ball needs to improve on or what, in his mind, LaMelo Ball needs to improve on. Let's take a look. Well, I'm not worried about him, you know, his work ethic and getting in the gym, right? He loves the game. 
Yeah, he'll be in the gym. Yeah, he'll continue to work on his game. I don't think that's a question. He does need to get stronger. And it may be hard for you to notice, but I think he's made some improvement over the over his rookie year. He's gotten a little bit stronger. So I think he's got to get stronger, which obviously means he's got to get in the weight room. And, you know, the next step is also become a better two-way player. You know, uh, offensively, okay. you know, he's just a joy to watch and a joy to play with. Um, managing, you know, end of game, end of quarters, you know, um, two-for-ones, you know, that part of the game. I think that will come naturally as he gets older and has more experience. Right. But the things Edge. he can control right now would be getting stronger and becoming a better two-way player, which means on the other side of the ball, which is the defensive side of the ball. Okay. Okay. For, first, Hornets. Oh no! Well, we got to bring the intro. We got to play it multiple times. It's a, a, yeah, one time, and it always happens. Still figuring it out. <laughs> At this time, we just got. I just want people to realize they are watching and listening to Lockdown Hornets. The first thing I want to go to before we talk about what he thinks Lamelo needs to improve on, Mitch Kupchak feels like he needs to describe the game of basketball and NBA operations to a five-year-old. You know, he says he needs to be a two-way player, which means he needs to be better on the other side of the ball, which, by the way, is more so football. He needs to stay at the other end of the court. And he says, which is the defensive side. He did this multiple times yesterday. Mitch Kupchak does this constantly. He just he wants trying- to make sure you know. School, yeah, baby. yeah right. he, was, he was describing restricted free agency to us. Like, so what's the plan with Miles Bridges? Like, well, as you know, Miles Bridges is a restricted free agent. Which Confirm. means we can offer, we can match any offer sheet. I love yeah. it. Yeah, I do too. It's hilarious. Um, the things he needs to improve on, David. I'll start with you. I didn't think there was anything crazy. I thought all of that was awesome to hear from. Right? He does need to improve defense. He does need to get stronger. I like that Mitch Kupchak gave him credit for actually getting maybe stronger than people realize because he is still a slender dude out there playing yeah. basketball. And I think the most obvious one, certainly in that game against the Atlanta Hawks, the play-in game that they just got destroyed in. We remember LaMelo not managing the game right at the end of the halftime. And then instead of possibly bringing it to six or four, um, LaMelo took a shot, not milking the clock off the shot clock, uh, time off the shot clock. And then Trey Young hits a free throw. But I think all of that was more than fair. And it's also nice to hear him say LaMelo just, you can't kick him out of the gym. He loves it so much. That's the big thing, and that's what you feel good about, and that's what everybody's commented on. Going, you know, even Magic Johnson, when he's been asked about Lamelo, his love of the game, he wants to keep playing. That's all he does. Uh, and, and he gets tattoos as well, but in between that, he, he plays basketball a lot. And a lot so that's tats. what you love. Yeah, a lot of a lot of new tats too. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, nothing um, surprising, I don't think, from Mitch. I mean, the strength is a thing. He's a young guy. I don't ever foresee him being like lebron level swole you know what i mean so he's always going to be a wiry guy uh the situational stuff was the big thing to me along with the defense of course but like he makes so many plays for his teammates obviously he makes this the spectacular plays he doesn't make them when they're forced you know what i mean and they work like the highlight pass the half court behind the back pass led to an easy bucket like that's what he does i think the next level for him is getting those sure things when they're when they're there the instant they're there right like finding the teammate as soon as he's open to get that easy shot that's going to come with you know some more talent around him as well but i think mitch was you know uh right, right up front and no, nothing surprising there doug i mean all all the things that we've seen from lamello the defensive thing i am excited to see a new regime come in here because I think LaMelo, with his length and his quickness, like he gambled a lot, right? I mean, that was one of the faults on him 
for better or for worse, he gambled a lot. But I think he's got the instincts to be a good defensive player. He's just got to be able to manage his energy throughout the game, where he can and expend himself, maybe not gamble so much, and learn. And for, for the love of God, stop with the take fouls, right? We, we've got to clean that up, too. Yeah. All right, I'm going to go to the chat here. we got a lot of people rocking the chat right now. Tyler saying, hey-o, hey-o. Uh, Books and Doug's best friend, love that handle, says another straight fire fit from Doug. Thank you very much. Tar Hill PD says, what's up, fellas? What's up? Hey-o. What's up, Tar Hill PD? Uh, Tar Hill PD also says, Doug Mama. I like it. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna, I do like I'm it. Try. Doug Mama is good. Yeah, so again, if, that, if you're just joining us, a thousand Facebook likes. I dress like a grandmama. I got to find the pillbox hat. I think that's going to be the toughest part mm. to find. That those things aren't. They don't make those much anymore. Tougher than the dress for you? You think? I think that's probably going to be the easiest. Part. You can I find you a can dress find, out there, right? I yeah, think so. yeah, that's going to be the easiest. But it's that we'll pillbox hat. Coloring though, we'll see. Well, uh, yeah, I got to find something that matches the old eyeballs for sure. <laughs> um, John saying, "Good morning, goats." Uh, good morning. Oh wow! Thank you so oh, much. You're the that's goat. A be- that's beautiful. Um, so here's one that I wanted to. Yes, uh, SZ said three says likeliness that Mitch set up his own Zoom. Well, we shouldn't mention that. <laughs> yeah, should mention. I mean, so this episode, we're going to be seeing Mitch a lot, and he did do this press conference over Zoom. He's in Chicago right now. Uh, looking at some of the the kids that they might draft in uh, Chicago for the combine. So, hey, you know, hotel room, it's tough. I've done it. It's tough. Hey, excellent question, but also credit to Mitch because he probably did do it himself. I think he's just on the phone with PR back at home. Hey, maybe he needed some help doing it. Maybe he maybe yeah, he had some help the on the phone. Maybe the there's login. nobody in that. Yeah, so uh, still credit to Mitch. Also, excellent question. Uh, Timothy, shout out from Shelby, North Carolina. I'm going to be in your neck of the woods for a wedding come at the end of June. Can't wait to visit Shelby. Shelby, North Carolina destroyed my high school football team two years in the playoffs. So a little saltiness with Shelby, but we appreciate the listen nonetheless. I don't know what to do with this, Jay, uh, but it's Banjito, maybe Banjito. What up from Manila? Okay. So I don't know. I don't know how they handle the Jay. I don't know. Shout out. I don't know how they handle the Jay in Manila. Uh, Danny on the chat says kudos to Walker for asking the big question yesterday that clarified Mitch's future. There you go. Hey, that's coming up. That's coming up here on the Lockdown Hornets podcast. We've got a lot to get to. I want to do one more shout out to my man, Matt from New Zealand. Uh, He said, we are always his first listen. This I'm telling you, this podcast is worldwide folks. Thank you. Watch out. Um, All right. So we just heard from Mitch Kupchak talk about what LaMelo needs to improve on. Here are my quick thoughts on it. Uh, I, I think Mitch Kupchak was uh, deft in his criticism. He was always masking the criticism with, you know, what he feels like LaMelo is doing well and clarifying that LaMelo is a gym rat. He's going to improve on these things. So I thought, you know, if you're going to answer that question, he probably did it in as honest a way, but also as in, in a careful way, such that you take care of the of the ego and the image of your future superstar player. I thought it was well Smart. done by Mitch. Same. But and, and I agree with both of you. I think the criticisms are stuff that we've been talking about all season. Uh, and I think LaMelo's LaMelo, I think LaMelo projects an air of like, I've got it all figured out. I was born to do this. I'm not from here. I'm an alien. I have, sure. you know, Rare. Rare. supernatural yeah rare supernatural instincts and i love that i love projecting that confidence but i think in his heart of hearts lamello understands the game of basketball he understands what he needs to improve on to become an nba superstar do you guys think that there's an expectation or a need or a want for him to be 
turn into like the guy down the stretch, like a, a jaw, someone who has the ball in their hands and they're looking to get a basket. I mean, that would yep. be an even, that would be the next, next level, right. For LaMelo. Right. I mean, he is a, he is a, a pretty, a pretty pure point guard, but I mean, that would catapult him to superstar well. <laughs> level. I think in my mind, which is not something Mitch mentioned and it's still early on, but I just wonder how, how close you think that guy, how close you guys think that is. Yeah, we've seen flashes of that. I go back to Milwaukee where he's going to his left and hits that really tough shot against a team like the mm, Milwaukee Bucks. Yeah, and yeah. that's that's a flash there. But also I go back to the interview that LaMelo did with Del Curry and their shooting baskets. They're shooting from the three-point line on the practice floor. And that was the most engaging I had seen LaMelo. One kind of illustrates just how comfortable he is on the floor, maybe talking to a former player, not necessarily with the media. And he was a lot more engaging, but he answered that question how much he embraces that moment Dell asked Lamelo, what do you like more making the sick pass the behind the back half court to Mason for a reverse jam or do you like being the guy that takes that last shot um he said yeah it just in the normal the normal run of a game he likes making the nice dime that's what he likes to do in just your normal play first quarter five minutes to go that's what he'd like but when it comes to a crunch time shot Lamella wants to take it. Mm-hmm. Is that not exactly what you want? I mean, right. could you? That's, that's exactly to a T what I want from Lamelo. And so the important thing is he embraces that. He wants yeah. to be a pass first point guard for majority of the game to get guys involved. He's already shooting the three ball. Well, we've talked about that a ton this past season, but he does want to take that last shot and we've seen him be successful in doing so. So yeah, I think you're right, David. We'll, we'll see if he is like the guy you drop a play for, Right. Instead of maybe a Terry Rozier, you know, a, a Miles sometimes, but yeah, and maybe I, and maybe that game. and maybe and some of that comes with getting stronger, right? So if he gets stronger, he can take it to the basket in those late game situations, try and get a foul, or go through contact to get a an, an easy uh, bucket and get to the line or something like that. But yeah, I think that's just another level. But he, we have seen flashes of it. You're right. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we talked about how Mitch Kupchak was deft in his criticism of LaMelo Ball, and he was couching it in in all kinds of ways that LaMelo has improved and is already ready to go. But uh, he he got another tough question about LaMelo, which had to do with this head coaching search that the Charlotte Hornets are on right now. Someone asked him, is LaMelo Ball being consulted on the new head coach, which is, in fairness, a question that a lot of our commenters have had, and I think a lot yeah. of LaMelo, ban- LaMelo Ball fans want to know, is he being consulted? Let's hear from Mitch. Uh, I've, I've not consulted anybody. <laughs> Boom. Um, you know, if we ever get to the point where, you know, we have, like, you know, some of the, the, the top 10 players in the league, you mm-hmm. know, and they're in this league for 5, 10, 12 years, and then maybe I'd have a discussion. Um, but, you know, we're, we're a young team. And, um, I'm not you know, asking. no, no, I did not reach out to anybody, you know, and nobody's no. called me. <laughs> Straight up. And nobody's called me. I Heck love no. the dismount. The dismount is important. That's important. Yes. Yeah, important. it is. LaMelo is it in Mitch Kupchak's ear. Remember the report about Mark Jackson. That's what people made a big fuss about, right? I, I think it was our boy Jake Fisher who put this out there, who is the one that breaks Please all don't aggregate me. <laughs> well, you can't say that. We are going to aggregate it. We are in the business of aggregation. But that's the guy that right. put this out. And it was never really from LaMelo. I think it was reported like LaMelo's camp or somebody like that. I'm sorry if I have the details wrong, but I I think that's right. 
you know, okay. But that I don't think LaMelo though. was sitting there, there demanding was... Mark Jackson or I'm out. Mark Jackson or I'm demanding a trade like Luca or Zion or we've got some beef, we've got some problems. Yeah, David, what do you think about those comments well, from Mitch? And, and, ahead, and, and specifically, David, like, is that fair of Kupchak to say, listen, yeah. you know, this is a young team. I, we're not talking about guys that have been in the league 10, 12 years who have made, you know, multiple All-NBA t- teams. Uh, we're right. talking about a young team. Is he fair in that in saying that? Well, he's accurate. You know what I mean? And he's from the old school. I mean, and I don't think uh, even even like LeBron, even though everyone knows he's got a big hand in it, the, the Lakers and whomever is in charge still say that, you know, we're we're making decisions. We're running things around here. So I think like yeah, they're I mean, lying. Just, yes, um, they are. They yeah, are right. Lying. Yes, That's they are lying. Accurate. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> exactly. But I mean, you know, he's got a it's, it's so funny. Mitch is like like in this interview. I mean, he it took him a while to say he's back and as the GM, you know? And so like for him to go out there and, and keep hammering at home, like he's like, no, I didn't, I didn't call anyone and nobody called me. And that's <laughs> no, that, that last part we said, that's important because at least, you know, as far as Mitch Kupchak is concerned, those, uh, you know, if, if LaMelo has an opinion and has not reached the, the general manager level. Um, so there you go. That's, that's what we know. Well, and that's, and this is, so I know a lot of people want LaMelo's opinion to be considered here, right? A lot of LaMelo fans, maybe even Hornets fans, want LaMelo's opinion to be considered. If his all-out answer for who the next head coach should be would be a Mark Jackson or Coach X compared to Mike D'Antoni, because we haven't heard that from LaMelo, right? Like, you know, I've had, I'd rather a Darvin Ham, but I've been clear Mike D'Antoni would be a great fit for LaMelo because of his star potential, because he's a point guard. Isn't this the Hornets still acting in the best interest of LaMelo Ball, even if they're not gauging what his opinion should be at 20 years old, two years in the league? I, I like I am. A, I think it's extremely important that LaMelo is happy to keep him in Charlotte, too. I don't want to get it twisted. But if you get somebody that he wants and then the end doesn't really work out. That's still a pretty damn quick road to LaMelo not being happy. And he's not going to care that he made that decision. He's like, well, it doesn't matter. I'm still not happy. I want to go. But if you get somebody you think will make LaMelo happy, ultimately, that's the thing you need to do. And if the answer is Mike D'Antoni, there's some hints we'll get to as the show goes on that leads you to believe D'Antoni is furthermore the leader in the clubhouse. But that's ultimately what we need here in Charlotte. Who is the coach that's going to make LaMelo happy? And, and if the Hornets have that in their head, and I think they do, it's all that matters. Uh, and and we've got that coming up too. He talked about the coaching mm-hmm. search. We got to talk about that. Is he even still the general manager? That's that's just so much left to talk about in this, in this episode. <laughs> yes. And we've already gone twenty minutes. Yeah, yeah. H- have they have they actually just sent somebody out that is going to be gone in a week to talk about the future of this team? Um, I would not put that on the Hornets PR. So yes, we will find out find that out coming up next on the Locked On Hornets podcast. Little funky there but it doesn't matter we're still rolling um we're gonna talk about yeah that's my fault. everybody's a critic no it's my fault too Uh, i'll take ownership of that we will talk about keep it moving (laughs) i'm trying i'm trying mitch kupchak speaks about his foreseeable future also we'll hear about some of the other things he has to say about the things he wants to see in a new coach for the charlotte hornets let's talk about bill bar first look i love brownies who doesn't but you know what i love more it's brownie batter 
especially when you get the spoon and then you lick the brownie batter off of the spoon. It's so good. But we know how unhealthy that is. Sometimes I eat half the batter just thinking about, you know, exactly what's going to come of it because it is so good. But what's great about the brownie batter built bars alliteration is the fact that you do have only 150 130 calories they're healthy for you sugar is low carbs are low but you do have high protein and you do have high fiber so they really again they sit at about 130 150 and uh, they taste extremely good you don't have to sacrifice taste while eating something healthy for you go to built.com use promo code locked 15 and get 15 percent off your order use promo code locked 15 for 15 percent off at built.com we have more mitch Kupchak sound coming up next on the locked on hornets podcast this is locked on hornets mitch Kupchak has outright told us that they probably got a little ahead of themselves with this playoff mandated season in that interview that he had with sam farber he's like you know we probably were a little too froggy at the beginning and we felt really good did he say froggy did he, did he really drop froggy. a froggy i said froggy i was all right I, he didn't say that quote unquote but I have to I have to imagine he was feeling that in his soul. <laughs> I, was, I, would, I would be I would be really surprised if Mitch Kupchak threw in a froggy. It's time for more of the Locked On Hornets podcast. I did have some time. I waved my hand. I got called on. I did not ask Mitch Kupchak if he's ever felt froggy before. The shame uh, missed I'm opportunity from the, clip, from the clip we've seen. It looks like you read the room uh, correctly. Yeah, that's true. I did not ask him that, but uh, I don't know what his answer would have been, but we'll never know now. Instead, what did, what did you ask? Yeah. Him? Instead, I did decide to ask him something. It gone. We'd gone like 15 minutes into the presser. We didn't know exactly what his <laughs> amazing. I can't believe was, it wasn't the first question. It, to, to be fair, James Borrego stuff is important too. And a lot of focus was on the decision to move on from head coach James Borrego. We talked about that process. Also the new head coaching search. So it's not crazy, right? Like it's just, it hadn't been asked at that point. So here Mitch Kupchak is talking about what his future may or may not be with the Charlotte Hornets. Yeah, I will be here for the foreseeable future. Um, I've agreed with the Hornets, <laughs> you know, to continue to work, you know, for years or to whatever. come. I, I think the <laughs> expression would be a, a multi-year deal. Uh, that is um, an expression. <laughs> and um, I'm thankful, right, love it. to be still working in this league, going to meetings, you know, with general managers and the commissioner and all these bright people at the league office and watching this league grow and, you know, flying down and meeting with, you know, Michael, you know, and buzz and talking basketball with the best player ever to play the game. So get that in there. Um, I'm yeah, lucky to be in this position and uh, to continue to do it. So for better or worse, I'll be here for the next couple of years. Yeah, there's, there's another uh, there great it is. There, I put, I put it on a banner for better, for worse. That's I mean, we all, I, I'm going to put, I'm going to put this on the YouTube poll. We all hope it's for better. Right. But I'll, I'll just check. I'll just double check with the uh, commentary in here and see if they want it. To be Mitch, for has, a, Mitch has a little purred happily in him, does he not? I mean, well, I am the general manager. Yeah, managing general. It is your birthday, Dwight Schrute type of celebration. <laughs> Absolutely. No, he's going telling to meetings, you. Yeah, going to meetings. It is, it is multiple years. And so it, it was later Rod Boone, I think, asked, and I think um, he was also asked by somebody else too, just clarification, how many years the deal was, and is it the same title? Multi. So 
he'd said multiple, he said multi-year deal. So he's not giving you the exact number, whether it's two, three, four, whatever. He just say, uh, he just said it was multiple year deal. The Charlotte Hornets actually just put out um, a statement. I think Michael Jordan did along with it just, uh, you know, like 10, 15 minutes ago, as of this recording at like 1130. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, that it's official, right? Mitch Kupchak, he's going to be the general manager. And we had also talked about the possibility of him being an advisor with the organization. He still has the same responsibilities. The way I phrased that question was, are you going to be making the draft selections? And are you going to be the head decision maker in free agency? Essentially said, yes, like this is still going to be my responsibility at the end of the day. So it's still the same role. He's going to be here for a little while. David, start with you. What'd you make of uh, Mitch Kupchak telling you that he is going to be here for a while? And how good do you feel about that? Yeah, and we joke, but like, I mean, it's possible that none of that stuff was finalized, finalized, right? When he had that Mm -hmm. Zoom. So it could have just been, you know, staying on the right side of legalese or whatever by saying, multi and it is well and they don't share details like yeah. i mean player contracts we know to the penny how much they make we do not know what the coach contracts yeah. look like we don't know the general manager contracts and what they look like well i, I think this is for the charlotte hornets obviously i mean the job mitch has done um he still has some steps to make too we've talked about it doug you mentioned it the other day he has not made that big swing for the fences trade mm-hmm. that you kind of have to make especially mm-hmm. if you're a small market looking to take a leap or a step and bring in talent that you just wouldn't be able to get, haven't gotten or, or, or not going to get in free agency. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. uh, that's still something we have not seen that, that, that trade deadline trade. I mean, he's made, I guess the Montrezl or the Montrez um, trade was a trade deadline type thing, but hasn't been a big one. We haven't seen that, but the job he's done from when he took over, you got to be thrilled, especially the draft. Look how they've been able to add through the draft, the talent they've been able to kind of grow within the system uh, and the hires they made. I mean, look, JB, call it what you want, but that was a success. <laughs> they they jumped up and they were able to improve. Uh, certainly LaMelo helped with that. He's got the superstar or he's got the star now uh, to build around and we'll see what he does. So you want stability, right? I mean, and you want to keep moving forward and you want somebody who has that vision. And from what he said, about the Borrego stuff, about the state of this franchise, it still sounds like they're on the same wavelength. They're moving in the same direction. And from all we've heard about this coach hiring process as well, we like the list. We like that they're taking their time. We like that they're being careful with it. So, yeah, I think you want to move forward with this and keep that uh, in-house, and that's what the Hornets did. Yeah, so this means a couple of things, right? It means that this wasn't a full clean house kind of scenario, which is probably better for the organization in the long run. It means that Michael Jordan obviously trusts Mitch Kupchak. Uh, and it means uh, that these reports of them dangling, you know, possible general manager duties in front of one of these head coaching candidates. Uh, yeah. it, it seems that's out the window. Now, could could things right. change? Who knows? But it just doesn't seem like mm-hmm. that's that's where they're heading at this point. But I do think that in my mind, I would feel even more comfortable now if they brought in a big name, a coach that has been there, done that, been to the playoffs, been to the, been to a conference finals that has the weight to go into Mitch Kupchak's office and say, get me the kinds of players that I need to get to a conference finals, right? What would scare me is if they do bring in a new voice that doesn't have that experience and doesn't have that weight in the room when it comes to not only talking to Mitch Kupchak, but talking to Michael Jordan. 
Well, Eastern Conference Finals might not be in play, uh, according to Mitch Kupchak. He talked about expectations going into next season, and he said it's important to be realistic about expectations. Here's more from Mitch Kupchak discussing what kind of goals they might have going into next year. Well, you know, the other thing we have to be careful about is, you know, thinking that we're better than we really are. Right. I mean, we're, we're not a team that's going to get into the finals. Right. Um, you know, although Atlanta got into the conference finals a year ago, you know, I don't know how realistic that is. Um, what I'd like to do with this team, I'd like to get us into the playoffs and, you know, and wouldn't it be great to, to win around? Right. It and then anything after that would probably be, be gravy. Um, so you got to be careful that you don't make moves you know, to try to mosey the progress along quicker than is realistic. Mm. And that might mean bringing in veterans, you know, that really you're not ready for. Uh, okay, All right, so Doug, go ahead. This, you this want a quicker your, mosey, Doug? You bite. want to mosey quicker? This is your bite. I, you know, I, I mean, I, I would love to see what the YouTube comments are saying. I might even put it on the poll as well. Go like, ahead. Would you like to mosey a little bit quicker? I feel like I would like to mosey just a little bit quicker. I don't know what a mosey is. Well, it's not I, I don't quick. know if I, I even want quick. a mosey. I don't think a mosey is by that. nature quick. I think a mo when you mosey along, it's a little bit like an amble, like you're ambling along. I don't want a mosey. I don't want to amble. I think at this point, I hear the ticking clock of LaMelo Ball's you know, rookie extension and then beyond that, trying to keep him with this organization. And I would like to accelerate this process to the point where they are um, going to the playoffs and, and going farther in the playoffs. The, the thing that's interesting about this to me and what's weird to me is that that Kupchak says this and, and that like this team is owned by Michael Jordan. And 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 so like you, we all understand from that documentary series uh, that that played on Netflix while we were all you know shuttered in for the pandemic. Like Michael Jordan loves to win, and and he wants to win championships, and like he has that sort of motivated drive. And it's just this juxtaposition of somebody coming on and saying, "Well, you know, if we win a playoff series, great. Uh, we're not an Eastern Conference Finals team. I would just like to see." the expectations being set a little bit higher. It lied to me a little bit, <laughs> I guess is what I'm saying. But doesn't yeah. that, but Go doesn't ahead. that give you some color around maybe uh, Michael's transformation as an owner or patience growing with that? I mean, Mitch isn't saying this, if he's turning around and getting a call from MJ saying, we have to win now fire JB. We've got to get a guy in here. You've got to do this, this, and this to accelerate the growth of this team unrealistically i mean to me that says that there's a little something more going on throughout the organization that says we know we've got something here we don't want to overshoot and and ruin it but we want to keep building on it i mean that's what it sounds like to me i just don't think he's going out there saying and he's walking back a little bit what we heard from like eight months ago right i mean that wasn't exactly the attitude they took with jb's last run of uh hey We'd like to get into the playoffs and 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 anything else. I maybe. I want them to gallop. So that's what I'm going to put on the poll. Okay. Do you want to see the Hornets mosey or do you want to see them gallop? It's a big difference, Doug. I mean, galloping that's actually longer than just your normal stride. I feel like a gallop, you're actually covering more ground with each step you take. And moseying, there's nothing quick about moseying. I think I mosey is M O S E Y. I I'm pretty sure. No, I'm yeah. gonna go with I've it. never it'll come to bitch. I don't think I've ever written that down ever in any in any. By the way, pull up by the way, pull anything. update. 
Uh, do you want to see Mitch be here for better or worse? 79% mm. of the audience wants to see him be here for better. Okay. And 20%, high number, honestly. What are you guys doing? They want to see him be here for worse. <laughs> <laughs> of course they do. Um, you know, Mitch, Mitch Kupchak giving those expectations. You, know, you said you want him to lie to you a little bit. You know, If we were to put our expectations next season, right, Doug? I can't imagine anybody would say, we can get to the conference finals next year. If I think Mitch Kupchak laid it exactly what you should be expecting, because if you try to put down false expectations, that's how you get an angry fan base. If this you don't team, have a coach yet either. <laughs> if, if this team, right. And we'll get to that maybe later on as well. Sure. But Mitch Kupchak talks about, okay, it's important to be realistic. We need to get into the playoffs. Okay. So they're, they're contending for a playoff a playoff spot. And he said, we can maybe even win one. Like that's realistic. And I think that's true. Get to the second round. That's all I want to do. We should not, you know, we should not gallop before we mosey, if you will, right? Even if both happened this season, then we need to at least win a playoff series for the first time since 2001. There are levels to this. And I would love to win a playoff series as the next tangible goal that we can get before then we take that next step. Now, if that means trading for a veteran, then do that. You know, go ahead and do that with LaMelo, with Miles. I don't think that puts a cap on your ceiling, which is ultimately what I do not want to do. We can argue about the moves that might do that. I think Rudy Gobert might, for instance. DeAndre Ayton doesn't put a cap. We can talk about that later on. At the same time, I like Mitch Kupchak being realistic because if everybody would bet money, any kind of money that matters to them, they would say, realistically, the ceiling is probably the Hornets reaching a second round of the playoffs. Right. And what coach is coming in here with the expectation of anything higher than that, right? Like who are they talking to right now? And they're saying, Mike well, wait a second. I've got to, I've, got, <laughs> I've got to go to Charlotte and get them to the Eastern conference finals next year. Uh, I'm going to keep looking guys. No, listen, I understand that. I understand. I did not want Mitch Kupchak. Here's my frustration. I'm just voicing my frustration. You wanted, a, trot. Not... You wanted a little trot. Mm, yeah. Maybe Gallup was strong. Okay. Maybe a little trot. Thank you. That's trot probably pretty good. Yeah. A I, trot is kind of in between a Mosey and a Gallup. I think that's correct. But here's the thing. I understand that they're not going to make the Eastern conference finals next season. I did not want Mitch Kupchak to come out and say they were going to make the Eastern conference finals, but Mitch Kupchak has spent a lot of time in front of a microphone saying this team doesn't have enough talent and um, isn't going to make an True. Eastern conference finals, isn't going to make a finals, isn't, you know, and setting the expectations low and then not doing anything, you know, in terms of like a big trade to move this team into like mm -hmm. leap territory. I see. I see. That's what I get frustrated by. Uh, and and there's a clip yeah. coming up yeah. in this third segment that scares the ever loving is it ever loving or ever living ever living daylights out of me, uh, and and it kind of ties into all of this, and I'm really scared. Jeez. All right, Jeez. coming up next on the Lockdown Hornets podcast. We're going to get to that soundbite that scares the ever-loving slash living bleep out of Doug Branson, but not before we talk about Bet Online. Our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including this, year basket, this year's basketball playoffs, Major League Baseball scores, the fights, even next season's NFL futures. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sport wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action bet online where the game starts more mitch cup check sound coming up next on the lockdown hornets podcast 
are listening to the Locked On Hornets podcast. Main character for American Psycho was Patrick Bateman, which really confused me. I always thought that Jason Bateman was Patrick Bateman and that Patrick Bateman was Jason Bateman. (laughs) It's time for more of the Locked On Hornets podcast. Let's get to some of the comments before we get to your soundbite, Doug. What are some of the people saying? Let's scroll. Let's see what they have uh, to say about Mitch Kupchak and his expectations. Scrolling. I'm scrolling. I'll update you on this last poll. Would you like to see this team mosey or gallop? Um, 58% of the commentariat say gallop. 41% of the commentariat say mosey. So um, I believe Mm -hmm. I win that. Thank you. (laughs) Okay. Uh, you you books. do win the Gallup Mosey conversation. You can put that. Well, it was a okay. Gallup poll. It was a Gallup poll. Is what it was. That's it right. Was. <laughs> well, I have a, do I have the last sound effect? <laughs> uh, Dan, Danny on the chat. Him and I rarely disagree. Uh, we're disagreeing a little bit here. Team uh, Danny on the chat says he's Team Mosey. A measured approach is more sustainable. Big swings can haunt you, but Danny. You got to take a big swing. You got to take a big hack to hit a home run, baby. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. And then you can mosey around the bases all you want to because you have time at that point. Uh, ZZ Daniel says, uh, shout out from South Africa. Holler. Uh, Thank you, again, ZZ. worldwide. Uh, Gates says, I think Mitch will keep the sustainable approach, but see what he can get for one draft pick and a bench player or two to add a starting center. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot we haven't gotten to. He spoke on the draft. He called the draft picks currency. Um, so obviously, you know, he sees those as valuable pieces, valuable team building pieces um, in the future. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I think he was there was a little bit of him playing coy. But then there was one thing, Walker, that he yeah. said. And, and I didn't expect it because it wasn't it wasn't really reported. It's a little bit of a nuanced kind of thing that doesn't make for a, gu- a great tweet. Um, so I need just a couple of seconds here to. No, you're good. I, I'll set it up. Like Mitch Kupchak, when he's talking about expectations. Well, it, do you, int- no, hold on. Do you know? Because I haven't told either of you which clip this oh, is. I know. I'm I, I, to surprise I, I, you. I I Would you like to take a yes. guess before I play the clip? I, I feel pretty comfortable understanding who you are as a person and more importantly, as a Hornets fan exactly the quote that scares the bleep out of you and should i just go ahead and give it away now is what you're asking me to do i'm asking well i'm asking you to guess and then we'll see if you're right okay i think it's the quote i can even go the quote within the quote i think it's when he says we could do nothing and still improve next season i think that's what scares you most let's see if he's right you know part of me says even if you don't do anything you're going to be better Ah! next year (laughs) okay um so I swear Doug did not tell me there are perhaps players you could add, you know, you know everybody reads and everybody has suggestions about what you need to add to this team. Yes. But everyone. You know, we might have those players on the bench. Yeah. Oh, Mitch. Yeah. No, no, you don't. You legitimately Ty Jones season. It is you legitimately season, baby. You legitimate my hat. I'm exposing hair here. That's how like crazy I you legitimately do not have those players on the mm. bench. You do I'm not so have ready. a center that can defend the rim on effectively be, it, in the it, NBA, it, not in the G League, not in the G League, in the NBA. You do Kai not Jones have that player on your on bench. bench. Doug, Kai Jones has seen you wanted more Thor. 
Maybe it's coming at center next year. You wanted more oh, Thor. Boy. That's your. <laughs> Not like this. Not like this. You're getting it. Yeah, David. Oh, that's does, like, does this I, I have to. Bad? Yeah. I, well, here, I'm, I'm just holding on to hope mm-hmm. that this was smoke. We're get, he's in Chicago right mm-hmm. now. I'm sure he's surrounded by a lot of other front office people, general managers. Well, and they're said, all just. He mentioned the meetings he goes to. He loves them. They're all just blowing smoke up each other's, you know, what's try you know prepping for this draft season so i'm just hoping that that's not how he really feels well uh, the, the, he he also mentioned not wanting to add like a big time player before they were ready to i believe did you guys see that i don't want to put words yeah so that was the, the last clip i played he said that you don't want to add veterans right on it and i get like you don't want to add jimmy butler to this team because if Jimmy Butler gets around this team and is like, oh, this team is not ready to compete in the finals, <laughs> then I'm going to cause a lot of problems and call people names. Well, you don't want to add, uh, you know, uh, DeAndre Jordan, a, uh, oh, um, God. Yeah. you know, uh, Carmelo <laughs> <Who> Anthony. <does? laughs> uh, so, yeah, I, I mean, I think he's some of this is playing a lot of it close to the vest, right? I mean, some of it is not wanting to say too much and overplay your hand with so much to figure out, guys, two draft picks. Free agents. He mentioned all the free agents that they've got to figure out right now that were on their roster last year that they still don't know what to do with. A head coach, like there's so much up in the air right now. Uh, but yeah, I mean, if you're if you're looking for a huge change or a big incoming impact, it doesn't sound like they're well, leading that direction. But I oh, guess sorry. it goes. But I guess it goes to the point where, I mean, maybe he's not. No, because mm-hmm. it's it, it's it's what we talked about this last segment moseying you know it's exactly what we talked about if the goal was to maybe reach the playoffs this year and a lot of reasons led to james brago's firing and now you're wanting to reach the playoffs for sure not the play-in but you want to take the next step because that's clearly just one step in front play-in haven't gotten there it's a couple games get to the playoffs realistically your ceiling is win a playoff series that's not this monstrous gap between goals. It's a pretty big damn step if you win a series, but it's not this monstrous gap. And so trading for a starting center is also not this monstrous trade, but it's enough to make you reach that next goal. And I think Mitch Kupchak is probably just tossing those things in the air and we'll see how it all plays out. I did want to say this real quick. Mitch Kupchak, I think he is also kind of throwing, I know what people think is best for this team. You know, he's raiding. Like Mitch Kupchak just told everybody, he, he hears your comments. Podcast. Yeah, he watches he does. his podcast. Yeah, he's listening. I to can't us confirm right that. I can't confirm he's got, that. He's got subs, but I think he watches mm-hmm. this. I think he watches this podcast. What are your thoughts, though? You wanted to share something. I saw it on your face. Oh, I just saw Danny on the chat saying, "Well, he did preface it with part of me, which is a fair point. It's a great preface. You can just. I wish he had just said, "I have a baby." Then he would just get away with anything. My, yeah, um, yeah, but clearly. he did say part of me. So you know, I, I hope that. All I can hope is that like he's two face and the other part of him, the way he like flips a coin and the other part of him is like, oh, yeah, I should probably get a defensive, a a center that can block a shot. Right. Yeah. Because we we all know one thing that he's not right about is if he didn't say center, he said, I know there's a lot of things people. He didn't say the word. He didn't say the word. I just want him to say the word. Right. I want to like, it's like, I'm, I'm, no, here's the thing. I am a person in a relationship that is frustrated right now. Cause all I want you to say is I love you. Just three simple words. Just say, I love you. I just want him to say the word center and, and maybe add defensive to it. We all know what it is. 
does, yeah. does this make you think that in their mind, hey, we made a little bit of a surprising decision? And it did sound like an easy one to let JB go. I mean, in uh, in Rod Boone's piece, you know, they outlined kind of the timeline that Mitch went through uh, deciding to move on from um, from JB. But it's it feels like that was it was that their big move. You know what I mean? Was that the big change that they felt like, hey, we can impact this team this way for sure, uh, bringing somebody in and changing the voices around this team? It's certainly a pretty big move. I don't know. It's not the big move. I think that's going to propel them all the way to a playoff series win, but it's going to look, I don't get mad. And I, and Doug, correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think you get mad at Mitch for making that comment because he's wrong. I think miles bridges. I don't think miles bridges has hit his ceiling. I don't think Lamella ball certainly has not hit his ceiling. Neither is PJ Washington. If that's your core for next year and Terry Rozier keeps some similar level of production, then yeah, he's right. You could really not do anything and still get better, but that's not the goal, right? It, it's not that he's wrong. It's the fact that, okay, but that doesn't mean it's okay to just not do anything. You still want to do something that because he's not wrong. At the same time, you do want him to make some type of move to establish. We have a starting center now, and this is going to unlock some nice things for us. Yeah, that's it's the difference between yes, it's it is a little bit of semantics, right? They right. could they do need to internally improve on defense. It's something that James Borrego that's mentioned true. walking out the door that it's not just about that defensive center wouldn't solve every issue they have. No. But right. several players is a big part of that. Like we I, just talked about that with Lamelo. Totally get that, but but I would also like a recognition, and I'm not going to get it. This is I, that, that's the thing. I'm asking for something <laughs> I'm not going to get. That I want some recognition that they went into last season and completely uh, uh, debilitated by the fact that they did not have a center that could protect the rim and an NBA quality Start. big rotation. It wasn't even about one player. It's the fact that their yeah. rotation of bigs was not good enough to compete in the thing that they project to want to achieve. You want to win a series? Look how hard. I mean, go, go think back to that first round and how hard it was for those teams to win those series. Yeah. Like this is, it's difficult. And I just want some recognition of that. I hope again that it's all just playing stuff close to the vest and, and that they are seriously considering making moves. I did one other funny thing he said in this is that he, he mentioned, I don't have a clip of this, but he mentioned, you know, I think we can improve next season, three wins, five wins. I don't know, seven wins. <laughs> Shoot for the stars. And it, well, yeah. let's wins. do some math here. Let's do some math. 43 <laughs> plus, I got to get it in the camera. Seven equals 50 50 wins <laughs> you got, did you guys get any did you guys get any indication of the timeline on this because when these uh, quotes were leaking out and walker you were obviously on this but when i was reading stuff people were tweeting out based on uh when they think they might be able to bring in a coach it sounded longer to me uh yeah. but 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 reading this or or seeing rob boone's piece and hearing some of these quotes it sounds like we could get it in like the next week or two but they definitely want to do it by the draft which thumbs up definitely has someone here by the draft yeah, Mitch Mitch literally said it's hard to imagine them making that announcement within the next week. So don't mm -hmm. expect it this week. According to Mitch, maybe maybe they said, sure. you know what, screw it. We do want this guy. But as of right now, don't yeah. expect that within a week. They are hoping to get it done by the draft, as you mentioned. And it's kind of like, duh, the draft is a long way away. I, oh. I, I wonder if th that's just Mitch, like not recognizing timeline, right? Like that's just him not thinking clearly. Mitch, what's well, thinking well, to well, well, no, it's, it's, closer to him? Well, yeah. it's thinking to the next event. The next yeah. big event is yeah. the NBA draft. And certainly 
they would have a coach by then. Now, here, here's here's what I'd like to do is run a little locked on Hornets overtime session because there's a lot we didn't get to. There's so much. I don't. I, yeah. So we're going to talk about it in depth next week. But I want to do a little lightning round. Walker, you're going to know this best because you were there. Do I have to like, do it blindfolded? It. Can I just go ahead and keep my eyes open, please? For you, this? You, yeah, you can keep your eyes open for sure. Okay. I mean, I, I, I'm not going to put, look, <laughs> there's a level of talent that's necessary to do what I did yesterday, yeah. which is just blindfolded fire off takes. Okay. I'm not going to put that pressure on you. Okay. Thank uh, you. you know, I want to, I'm, I'm being like Mitch Kupchak. I'm going to set expectations here. But I do want to do a little lightning round and just hit us, Walker, hit us with the things that the audience needs to know that has been okay. faithfully. We got 117 people watching this broadcast right now. Wow. That <sighs> stuns you. me. Yes. Thank you to everyone around the world that's watching this podcast right now. But hit us with lightning round uh, takes that we heard from uh, Mitch Kupchak. Okay. We went through the coaching timeline. They've interviewed eight to 10 candidates. And surprisingly, they're not done. Maybe not surprisingly. They're going to interview wow. more candidates. They put Terry Stotts in the coaching pool just a couple of days ago. Stotts, Stotts. Yep, they're still going to reach out for some other guys, apparently. So we'll see exactly who those players or those coaches are. But they're not done. And we'll see. It, they are leaning towards head coaching experience mm -hmm. being the next head coach. Aha, uh -huh. David, yeah. David, real quick. Yep. What do you think about that? Lightning round. Go fast. I think that means Mike D'Antoni is for sure the next yeah! coach. <laughs> for sure. Yes, number one. He didn't say for sure, but he did say no. we're probably leaning towards a coach that himself has head coaching experience. If you get to some of the player stuff, he did say it is their intention to bring back Miles Bridges. And Whoa. he did say Miles Bridges is a big part of their future. That's another really important soundbite that we'll get to next week. I asked PJ Washington. That's a new soundbite I've never heard before. I asked him about <laughs> PJ Washington. He wouldn't give specifics on any free agent with this team, but he did say PJ took clearly a big step thrived in any role that we asked of him, whether it was center defensively coming off the bench starting. So likes PJ, but no extension details as of there. Oh um, he did talk about the decision to let go of James Borrego. He said they just kind of need a new voice. The timing mm -hmm. of that decision came because Mitch Kupchak wanted to sit back and think about it for a little bit. Flippity and then flat. he made it, which is why mm -hmm. I don't really think the timing was always that big of a deal. It always made sense to me that before you make this decision, that you might want to take a week or 10 days or so. And so, and they did that. And then ultimately they decided that it was going to be JB gone said it was an emotional conversation. So JB looks like he, you know, went down swinging and he said, he understands why, you know, it was kind of emotional and that it sucked. Right. He said that it was a really hard decision to make. It's a tough part of the job. So those are some of the things that come from the top of the dome as to what uh, Mitch Kupchak had to say yesterday. Draft stuff too, but at this point I'm rambling. We'll get to that next week. I How really, that? Ne yeah, that was good. That was good. Next week I really want to dig into the coaching stuff because I think it's really interesting. I think that the whole the way that decision went down, uh, we had speculated on it, and I think we got you know again according to Mitch Kupchak, I think we got some of that wrong. Yep. Um, so that'll be interesting to dig into next week. The Miles Bridges stuff. I mean, we gotta we gotta really dig yeah. down and, and 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 understand like what it means to keep Miles Bridges and what it means to let him go. Uh, I, I think we because it's not all in the Hornets' control. By the way, I mean the, you can say you know Mitch Kupchak can come out and say we want to keep Miles Bridges. That doesn't mean anything. Um, you know the 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 Hornets will have to uh, do do something massive uh, potentially if they want to keep Miles. So, a lot to get to.
Yep. Um, do you want to finish with some comments before we end today's show? What are some of the comments there? I know you love scrolling, so let's end with a nice scroll from Doug Branson. David says, I trust Mitch. Ty says, uh, Leangelo has to be on the team next season. Real quick, your thoughts on that? Walker. I think that's the big move that we've been wanting from Mitch Kupchak this entire time. He's got his eyes on Greensboro. Uh, Ty also says trade Hayward away. Um, For sure. Oh, good idea. See, it's it's tough on the comments sometimes uh, that because they're all everyone's having conversations with one another, and that's great. We love everyone's yeah. chopping it up in the comments right up. now. Um, but I'm trying to find some comments that are directed at us. I do want to say too that I'm I'm working on setting up a way that you can tweet us. In fact, if everyone watching right now to test, I need I need you to be my guinea pigs on this. If you can like tweet us a question that you have on Twitter at locked on Hornets with the hashtag hive live H I V E L I V E hashtag hive live, all one word tweet us questions at locked on Hornets. Uh, and we'll answer them next week, but I, I need to like test the system that we can actually put your tweets on air. It's going to look really cool in the future. All so right. again, hashtag hive live uh, at locked on Hornets. Uh, let's see. Joel asks, can they do a deal with Gordon to lessen the burden of his contract? Well, he has that like trade kicker, right? I mean, he's going to get paid more money <laughs> if he gets traded. Well, yeah. And the, the NF, NFL, yeah, they restructure contracts all the time. You're not going to see that from Gordon Hayward. So no. if it was the NFL, absolutely. You'd ask him. They're still paying Nick Batum. Yeah. yeah. He's still, it's like dead cap money. He did restructure it's, and it's still to the, it's still dead cap money. Yeah. So they're not paying Nick Batum, but they're still paying right. for, the Nick Batum decision, yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, um, yeah, they know, are paying Nick Batum nine paying. million, right? I mean, oh, oh, yeah. okay. Here's my final comment and my final tease. It's the one thing that I really wanted to get into the show, but we, I, I had to cut it. It was like three A on the list of priority topics because I think it's so interesting. The bigger the build, real quickly, the bigger the build up for you, the more ridiculous I expect things to be from you, Doug. I listen, I've earned that reputation, but I'm being serious here. <laughs> okay. This is from Books and Doug's best friend says him calling out Borrego, him being uh, Mitch Kupchak calling out Borrego for not playing the rookies. Yep. Yeah, no, it's a good point. It's a great point. I yeah, saved I, it. I'm going to save it for next week. You have to hear this audio. Well, you you can go listen to it if you want to on, you know, uh, I'm sure people posted it, but we're going to talk about it because this was super interesting next week. No, that's a great point. That was a big thing. I forgot in the rapid fire there. It, it absolutely was big just to hear what Mitch Kupchak's thoughts were hmm. that he leaves that up to the coaches. I, you know, trying to navigate what to talk about next week, what to talk about here. But yeah, great point. You know, great comment there. Um, David, your final thoughts on what you heard from Mitch Kupchak yesterday, feeling good, feeling scared. What are you thinking as we end the show today? Yeah, more Mitchapalooza, you know, it rolls on. So I think uh, they're looking to build on this. A lot of the... Mosey-palooza. Yeah, and he id you know, a lot of the guys that we've earmarked, obviously the obvious ones, PJ, Miles, like they feel like that is the core they're building around, right? They they want to keep them. They've talked about them. So they're building off of that. I wouldn't expect any huge swings, but, uh, but we'll see. So more Mitch, more growth. Go Hornets. Go America, let's swarm Charlotte. Go like us on Facebook. If we get to 1,000 Facebook likes, uh, it's Locked on Hornets on Facebook. If we get to 1,000 Facebook likes, I dress like Grandmama. Mm -hmm. 
I don't even you think I've liked it. it yet. So I need to go like that as well and just give a freebie. It is the free space on the bingo card. In order to for you to see Doug Mama later on. I forget who told us to call it that, but I appreciate it's that. Tar Hill Petey, shut up. Tar Hill Petey, shout out, man. Appreciate you. All right, thanks for making Lockdown Hornets your first listen every day. Make your second listen. Lockdown NBA from the first jump ball of the play-in tournament to the last possession of the finals. Lockdown experts take you deep inside the playoffs with insight and analysis affecting all 30 teams. Thanks again to David Walker for joining us as he does every Friday, helping us break down Mitch Kupchak's comments. We will see him next week. We will see you next week as well as we continue to talk about Mitch Kupchak's comments right here on the Lockdown Hornets podcast.